morning, Justin. Good morning, Mark. How are you, sir? I'm well. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. No, no issues from Frisbee or anything. You're just... No issues from Frisbee. Doing well. Yeah. Glad to hear it. It's getting that time of year, too. It's like mm. perfect Frisbee weather. Yes. Like upper 50s, low 60s. Yeah. 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 Nice. Although I will say, your your muscles take a little bit longer to be acclimated. You okay. Know, to, Warm up. To, to be mean? convinced that you're doing something. Okay. Yeah, it's like, sure. Come on, let's do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got gotcha. you. You dress a little a little warmer to just kind of keep your muscles warm and yeah. go for it. Yeah. yeah. Good yeah. for you. Yes, I, I didn't, but that's probably well, that's, what you that's, should do. That's, yeah. that's what an older fellow speaking to a younger fellow would say. That's Just good. Dress warm first to keep your muscles speaking warm. Speaking to a younger fella, or <laughs> someone who thinks he's a younger fella, but isn't quite. <laughs> Understood. But yeah. Yeah, yeah Just keeping those warm makes a difference on those cold mornings or cold afternoons. Yeah. Welcome to How I See It with me, Mark Pratt, and Justin Sternberg. This is a podcast that works to counter cultural polarization through thoughtful conversations. But it's interesting you uh, you bring up a shift in the seasons. Because mm-hmm. I think, you know, there's a lot that goes on. With the change in the seasons, mm-hmm. you know, we end up, you know, hurricanes come, mm-hmm. you know, this, you know, and then. How'd you guys make out, by the way? We did well. We did Good. well. I, I recognized, uh, yes, with. The, with Ian. Our, yes, with Ian. Coming on in. Yeah. I recognized that uh, we had two yards to clean up, which was, <laughs> which was, uh, not necessarily fun, but I was still yeah. thankful. And yet at the yeah. same time, we got a ton of pecans, a ton of pecans, 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 pecan, pecan however you want to say it. <laughs> I prefer, I don't know what I prefer. I don't know what I prefer. Pecan. There you go. Anyway. Yeah. 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 Same here. We, a lot of debris pickup, but I'm sat by the burn barrel all day Saturday, just shoving oh, wow. stuff in and. Yeah, I got a heck of a bonfire ready to go. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. By the time we finished up, I didn't uh, didn't torch it. But yeah, yeah, I'm I'm ready for one of those cool cool <laughs> nights to yeah. go ahead and yeah. on a weekend or something like that. But yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Little twigs, it'll go up quick. But yeah, yeah, and so, then other seasonal things. Um, you know, everyone loves fall. Not mm, everyone. A lot of most no, people I, I know. Right. I don't know that I know anyone who doesn't love fall. Well, you're a coffee drinker. I don't love fall. But I was just thinking most (laughs) coffee drinkers love fall because they can get their pumpkin spice. Well, I do love some (laughs) pumpkin spice latte. See? The PSL, you know, it's a classic. Okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. Let me ask you, have you ever tried a pumpkin spice latte? I can't say as if I have. I have tried, I've had coffee yeah. before. I mean, but I don't know. It's coffee adjacent, definitely. <laughs> okay. But they're just, yeah, they're very flavored. And, yeah. you know, it's it's kind of dessert in a cup. I am convinced that most of the people who say they love or like coffee really don't like yeah. coffee. They right. like the flavor right. that they, they like can the put extract. in coffee. Cause, coffee exactly. extract to put in the milk and the... Flavor. Yes, yeah, uh, I it's just ironic to me. I mean, well, granted, very few people do I know that I know drink it black. You, there you go. You are, uh, <laughs> I drinking it black this okay. morning. So yeah, I have further proof that I love coffee. I drink decaf and half calf most of the time. Okay, so, you know a lot. A lot of people drink coffee for the uh, caffeine kick. Sure, that kind of thing. Um, caffeine has not done a whole lot for me. Like it doesn't really wake me up and it doesn't really keep me up at night okay so sure um i typically drink half calf um or decaf depending on the situation because i just like the flavor of i just want the coffee i don't care about the so no i i give you i i know you like coffee because you got that little tattoo on your foot on your your leg too that's you know 
little coffee cup. A little coffee cup. So drink. anybody that's going to put a, you know, tattoo on their body that has a coffee <laughs> cup, I mean, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to light coffee to some degree. That's true. Yeah. It also says morning. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yes. You know, so that's uh, interesting you bring that tattoo up because, mm. so today, just as a long segue, but <laughs> <laughs> we're going to attempt to talk a little bit about depression mm. and that topic. But um, yeah, that tattoo, it says morning. It's mm-hmm. got a little apostrophe at the end and it's right above a coffee cup. And um, when I was, when Mia was pretty young, mm-hmm. um, just one morning, I remember I said, morning. And she said, you always say that, dad. You always say mm-hmm. morning. And there was something about that, like, cheery, happy dad thing mm-hmm. that just made me want to identify that way. Nice. Right? Like, I sure. want to be that cheery, happy morning dad, you know? Mm-hmm. And so when I saw that little art that said that, yeah, a coffee cup, I'm like, yep, I'm going to get that. Nice. <laughs> Um, and, and that kind of ties into this whole subject because for me, I want, I want to identify that way, not, not identify as the like, mm-hmm. you know, depressive or like, um, you know, the dark mm-hmm. individual or whatever. And I think for me, that's a big, I think important part to my particular battle with depression mm-hmm. is like not allowing that to be an identification thing or. Sure. Allowing it to be, yeah, like, um, instead it's just very seasonal. And mm-hmm. as we were discussing about the season, there's a thing called SAD, mm-hmm. right? Seasonal Affective Disorder. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it goes by other terms too, right? But that's what we'll use for Seasonal depression. Other yep. Thing, yeah. Yep. Uh, and that's affected me a lot of my life, which is, mm-hmm. I, I look back now and I go, well, no, that's why I don't like fall. Sure. It, but there's just so much to fall that's triggering for me. I mean, it's mm-hmm. the days get darker, or quicker, you know, mm-hmm. it's cooler where, you know, you can just wear shorts. All, it just felt so summery and happy. Mm-hmm. Now you got to like, and a lot, again, a lot of people love these things. Sure. Um, and then things are dying and things mm-hmm. are falling off the trees. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it also represents going back to school when I was younger, mm-hmm. you know, like, Leaving sure. fun things, going to hard things. I don't know. There's just a lot about that season. That I'm like, I just, it's the worst. And in mm. Minnesota, too, uh, the non-summer months are many more than in North oh, Carolina. Sure. So it's like we're starting the beginning of a long, you know, yeah. time. A long of, season. Yeah. Process. Yeah. yeah. Sure. But yeah. What are your yeah. thoughts, Mark? Ah, uh, my... Uh, when it comes to depression, my thoughts are many. Hmm. Um, number one, I I have empathy for people who experience it. And I can even become frustrated. Um, not with people who experience depression, but people who have never experienced hmm. depression. Because I believe so often I hear it in a guilt and shame type context. We'll just cut that out, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, think happy thoughts. Yeah. You know, and <clears throat> don't get me wrong. I, I I respect the complexity as we're talking about, you know, nature. You know, and how nature, the, I, when I, just like you to that degree... When I start seeing, noticing those days getting shorter, you know, sad is one of those things that comes to my mind, Hmm. you know, because I respect the fact that, yeah, I personally don't necessarily, I I don't say that I struggle with depression as a, you know, from a clinical standpoint, I wouldn't be, but yeah, at the same time based on what I do, when I see that change coming, I know that there's going to be people who are contacting me based on what they're experiencing and the depression they feel and, you know, those kind of things. And even, even to that degree, I recognize there is going to be, um, a regression even for some of my clients who I've been working mm. with and who have been making a progress, if you mm. will, that I think this time of year tends to create a little setback. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. and, and sometimes even in my own mind, I'm saying, shucks. Yeah, this is, this is what we're up against. 
And, you know, I, I don't make light of it. And yet I can also respect the, the opposite happens sometimes at the end of spring it coming, you know, when mm-hmm. we come into spring, mm-hmm. you know, I can also see this, this, um, lightning, act, this lightning. Yeah. Yes. Not as in lightning and thunder, but right. yes, <laughs> yes. To where there is a, an excitement, you know, whereas now it tends to be a little more oppressive for mm-hmm. some people. And even as you shared, you know, it's like this awful season, mm-hmm. You know, and I and I recognize that, you know, there again, there's some there's a lot of thoughts that go into what does what's happening and the dread. And I'm not saying that's the only context for depression, but I think it's it's just adds to the complexity. Yeah, it does. You you mentioned the word regression and that's such a it's what I've figured out with with my struggle with depression um, mine, mine is very in, 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 uh, what's the word? Inter, uh, <laughs> integral. No, no, no. Uh, intermediate. Okay. Uh, Intermittent. Yes. Thank you. No problem. That was going to take me a long time. <laughs> Sometimes a word just flies away. Um, yeah. Intermittent. So, you know, it's, it's certainly not every fall in my experience. It's not every fall. Mm. Um, it's also not predictable in that way. And then like, well, I know it's fall. So it's going to do the. Sometimes it's spring, and I'm like, what? That doesn't make sense, mm. you know, because for me, traditionally, spring is a lightning, like you said. It's very sure. much like things start to feel alive again, you know. Um, but the regression thing, when when it comes, I feel like my normal mental fortitude for things, mm. it's just gone, you know? Yeah. And so things that I could you know, offenses, right? Like things that mm. happen to quote unquote to me, mm-hmm. um, in my normal good days or whatever, I've gained a lot of tools over the years to like, go, mm. Oh yeah, that's not, that's not me. That's them. Right. Sure. Or that it makes sense that this would happen because of X, Y, or Z or benefit of a doubt. Like I bet that's not it's an offensive thing. It's because of this other thing that I'm missing, right? And be able to kind of do the home, the the footwork to just sure, you know, deal with things, deal with life, being a normal human, reframe being, it even yeah, to a yeah. certain degree. Sure, I guess be it uh, m- mature, right, in okay. the way that I handle mm. um, interactions in life that you know don't necessarily whatever. But in when I'm struggling with depression, it's like all that willpower to fight that. Mm. It doesn't take a whole lot of willpower normally. It takes a lot of willpower to go. Mm. So what, so for a long time, it was essentially a regression, like you said, where in those periods of time, everything I'd gained, it was now back to, no, I really think that person is doing that or whatever. And it would be a lot more of that where nowadays, um, I simply, I kind of just give up in a sense of like trying to assess guilt. Sure. Right. And just go, well, I know whatever I'm going to think about this isn't going to be right. And I also know, you know, I don't know, like, uh, I can't like coach myself out of it either. So I kind of just let it be. And, you know, I don't Mm. know, it ends up being this blah place, you know, that I end up in as a result of trying to keep away from the place. Yeah. (laughs) Does that make sense? No, it makes perfect sense. I think, I think, I think when we tend to if I may say fight any emotion, it tends to prolong it Hmm. to a certain degree. I'm not saying fight it in a sense of, you know, like you were saying, reframing, but, but resisting that ability to feel to where, yes, I would, you know, and I know it sounds strange, but I think, you know, I, I equate emotions to like a, like a boat on the water. You know, if we see it on the right horizon, it's going to become a black dot. It is going to start out as a black dot and then it's going to be identifiable and we're going to see it and we're going to hear it and, you know, all those things. And then it's going to go back to being a black dot again on my left as it passes by. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, I, I, I believe that emotions are very similar to that. But when we tend to want to get in the water and fight the boat, keep it from happening, keep it from going by, keep it from occurring. I think that's counter to our ability to recognize that 
emotions come and emotions go. Mm. And I and I believe, you know, depression is part of that overwhelming emotion of, you know, um, the I guess the inability to deal with certain things. I'm not mm. saying people can't. You know, but I, that's, that's what I will tend to walk with people through is those, those, I can't, you know, because I believe that's where that depressive thought ties into the feeling is, mm-hmm. you know, I can't do this. I mm-hmm. can't deal with this. Or yeah. what, what I'll quite often hear is I don't feel like it, mm-hmm. which is very much identifying what you're saying. I just, I just don't have the energy, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so, and I, and I, and at that point, I think there's a lot of factors that can tie into that. It's not as simple as saying, okay, you know, I just need to think about it differently because I believe there is, it is, it is complex in that, that mind body connection, if you will, that basically says, you know, I, I really don't think, feel that I have energy to deal with this. Mm-hmm. And yet there is that part of me like that boat, you know, it's like once I start seeing that black black dot on my right, it's like I start getting resistant to it. It's like, oh, no, here it comes, you know, and I instead of being able to say and I I think that would be something that you might even agree to, you know, you can you can push back, of course, or disagree even, you know. I think there's tools to be able to move, but I think there's also something to be able to kind of accept that this is coming and this will pass. Yeah. Yeah. Thoughts on that? So uh, an analogy I'll often use in terms of my particular struggle with depression, I don't want to paint Mm -hmm. anyone other, any other person's version, but is I kind of describe it as this river, um, that's, you know, nearby and, uh, some days, summer, spring, whatever good mm-hmm. things happening, uh, you know, I can ba- maybe barely hear the river, but maybe not, right? Like in sure. the distance, and you know, it's that kind of far away, and you know, yeah, kind of like your boat analogy, but instead of a boat, it's just there's this river and geographically close by, yeah. And fall, it's like every fall, you know, I can see the river. Sure. Pretty much every fall. The like, leaves fall off the trees. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They they yeah. were blocking it and I can see it again, you know, yeah. and hear it. And so, and that's what I've had to learn is that that's not bad. It's not bad to see mm-hmm. the river. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's days too where I'm waiting. I'm waiting in the river and probably shouldn't be like, it's not necessarily the <laughs> safest river, but I'm also not, you know, and, 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 and I recognize too that that's not necessarily bad it's just is mm. it's part of what happens right um so point of clarification yeah as you share that do you choose to go into the river no that's that's where well I... so okay mm. i think depression is very spiraling okay right so mm-hmm. a big part of you know my efforts as i've grown older and you know try and like deal with it properly mm-hmm. is to not that's what i was saying about the thing with offenses right it's like instead mm-hmm. of spiraling like it must be because of this which is really because of this which is really because i'm a terrible person and i'll never mm-hmm. be able to overcome this it spirals like it sure it will take you under to go back to the analogy but um and so there are times where, you know, just like when you're drowning, if you flail, you're, you're mm. guaranteeing your demise. It's mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say someone drowning is choosing to, to no. flail to drown, right? I hear you. And I feel like depression in some ways is that. However, some people, uh, I think, embrace depression differently, right? Sure. Where it is something, you know what, I'm just going to fall into that. And because they're... they're there is this weird fleshly desire to mm. just go into this hole of selfishness, mm. which is really what it is. And when I'm in it, like part of the spiral is me beating myself up for being so selfish mm. and just like, what's wrong with you? You know, you mm. all you can think about. Yeah. 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 But anyway, back to what's the, wrong with you. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I hear you. Those, oh, yeah. those are the thoughts that yeah. tend to come yeah. in that kind of. And it moves from what's wrong with you to more of a, um, well, 
these are the things that are wrong. like just mm-hmm. kind of a judgment is pronounced in since my you head. asked yeah i can tell you exactly. i'm gonna it's like yeah, i'm yep. gonna make the list i know out. exactly what i am mm-hmm. you know and it's you know it's all mostly lies or you know mm-hmm. like just the version of the truth that's so devoid of hope and snippets faith right yeah um but yeah just the river thing too like there's sometimes I'm I'm on the edge of the river and it's like I feel the rocks slipping and I really mm. shouldn't be here and it's like part of what I try to do is reach out to others and ask for prayer that kind of thing because mm. I, I found out that reaching out is a pretty important part. Mm-hmm. Um, but then sometimes you still slip and sometimes you get wet, you know, mm-hmm. and you're you're wet. The way I describe it though is that the worst moments are oops I slipped but now I'm rolling under. Mm-hmm. the the rapids the current, right yeah. like i i can't come up for air mm-hmm. and in those times the way i describe it is the only way i'm getting out is if god pulls me out mm-hmm. you know and so i've mm-hmm. used that analogy of his arm reaching in pulling me out and i get out on the shore where he puts me and i look where i was and i go wow mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you you know sure and in those moments there's a profound gratitude that mm-hmm. has Nothing has ever replaced that level of like kind of profundity. In, mm. I don't know. I think that's a word. I'm with, good with uh, it. In that gratitude, where it's just like, I don't know. It's mm. so there's something about that whole cycle that everything about it's bad, but that coming out part is has always been good. Mm, sure. You know what I mean? Sure. The end. Yeah. The end. Yeah. There's a there's it's a level of gratitude, good. and uh, I've said before too. Like there's usually. Not usually, several times, many times, there's a song for some mm. reason that is kind of the arm reaching in mm. that just grabs oh, me. Sure. And, and it's, they're not usually like super, you know, they're not like the happy peppy songs. There's something in it, some things. truth. Yes, there's some truth that grabs me. But yeah, yeah. So that, that river analogy, I use that a lot because I think it's hard, hard to kind of explain what it is. And also, the thing what you said is, People who have never experienced it tend to have a hard time with mm-hmm. it. Just it doesn't make sense. Just be happy, you know, just yeah. choose something different. And it's like once you're kind of, you know, there are things I can choose to do when I'm on, you know, waiting, right? Like mm-hmm. I can choose to reach out and, and hope that that pulls me up on the bank. And it often does, right? Sure. Um, but there's a certain point where you don't have agency with your movement. I mean, mm-hmm. you are in... The, mm-hmm. the water or the current's too strong or whatever. And you're, fu- you're fighting a current that's stronger than you are, mm-hmm. essentially, is what the issue is. And so someone's saying, just try harder. It's like, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> yeah. you get in here and try harder. You know? Exactly. It's, yeah. For you, and I'm, and I'm thinking about that, that reaching out, that analogy, the riverbank, that kind of thing. Um, for you, how important is having community? You know, people around you that is consistent. Consistency, I think. That's, I think that's the key, really, because um, I've always been a very social person. I had a pretty big community. Mm. And that can be... Uh, so, so consistency is a key word, but also closeness is another mm, key word. So, sure. So I'll get to that in a second. But um, the size of my community can actually... So <laughs> a lot of things that are tools in a healthy life become weaponized mm. when I'm struggling with depression. So, for instance, all the truth that I've gained over the years through, you know, doing the work that I've done through Celebrate Recovery, just like all the truth that I've learned... I start to beat myself up with it when I'm struggling with depression and it, Mm. you know, that spiral thing of like, you know, the truth, you know, this, the way you feel is just wrong. Like you should be Mm. happy. You should be grateful for what the situation, the season you're in. Cause like a lot of times I'm struggling with depression. If you look at my life, there's no reason I should. Mm. And this is Mm. what I'm telling myself. Like things are, yeah. And it's, uh, so that truth and that recognition that I should be a grateful human being tends to be starts to be um condemning sure um so the thing with community is it's always a tool right it's a it's Mm -hmm. a very important thing when i'm healthy when i start to slip is when 
I start to go, why is it anyone reaching in to pull me out? Hmm. And that, especially before I've, you know, I'm working through this my whole life, but like, especially in the beginning, it was like, it was just me saying, yeah, I don't have any real friends because Mm. when I'm struggling like this, there's not anyone to pray for me to reach in to say, hey, it looks like you're struggling. Well, you know, that anything like that, you know, Mm -hmm. now there isn't actually uh, an implication, you know, I have always, and I think this is a very common thing with people with depression, a lot of people with depression, is you put on a mask to mm-hmm. look happy, to to pretend to be the same person you were yesterday or before the, sure. the struggle. So, sure. of course, people aren't asking how you're doing because you're, mm-hmm. you're, you look perfectly fine for the most part. There might be a few things, if someone knows you really well, that they might go, you know, when you do that, you know. Sure. But for the most part, there's, there's not all these signals. You just want, you desperately want someone to know you that well and you mm-hmm. know they don't because mm-hmm. how could they sure does that make sense it makes perfect sense um, especially in combination with the mask yeah and i think you know our a lot of our relationships aren't necessarily that deep to where or that consistent mm-hmm. in such a process of you know daily you know yeah. seeing somebody weekly maybe yeah you know that's not necessarily a great indicator you know, yeah, but even it's a, yeah. what I was gonna say earlier. So even weekly is way better than not weekly. Sure. So sure, I I do a weekly accountability uh, with some friends, and w- so what I was getting at earlier is the consistency and the closeness. So the stuff mm-hmm. we talk about, you know, we talk about stuff you're you you're accountable for, right? Mm-hmm. So we talk about some some very deep stuff together and very personal stuff, and so these relationships are very close just as a result of the things that you're sharing so sure um and the fact that it's weekly means even during those seasons i'm going to be meeting sure and in the way we do accountability is not what a lot of people think of accountability which is i have to go in and report on myself it's kind of the uh, excuse me i have to go in and and people are going to hold me accountable and say Mm -hmm. how are you doing with this Mm. it's the opposite where we report on ourselves sure and basically say these eight areas mm-hmm. here's how we're doing and we kind of do a, a, a weekly report card essentially on ourselves sure right and so this you, we can lie really if we want on. to yeah sure. we can lie if we want to mm-hmm. but it kind of defeats the purpose of getting up early to go meet together it's like <laughs> if i'm gonna do that I'm gonna, I'm gonna do what you're supposed to do the thing that works right sure it doesn't work to lie so i'm but gonna you, take you the mask off yeah that's what it exactly yes thank you yeah so in those moments i you know i can say you know it's been a tough week you know, sure. and I can talk about it and they'll pray over me. And so that consistency mm-hmm. allows me to speak it out. Sure. And man, just speaking it out is so instrumental to stopping the spiral, mm. you know, and how, especially how when there's not condemnation. That? That's um, that speaking it out. How, and on a scale of one to 10, how would, how important is that to actually verbalize what's going on? For I want to say nine, nine out of 10. Yeah. Okay. For me personally. Yeah. No, I hear you. Yeah. And I think the struggle is we don't want to verbalize it because it's so personal and mm-hmm. embarrassing and mm-hmm. shameful, mm-hmm. you know, that we just, we want to get through it and sure. then we'll be fine. And then we can talk about it. Yeah. And that happens a lot with me. Like I'm happy to share. I mean, I'm doing a podcast right now, right? <laughs> I'm happy to share about it, you know, afterwards. The, the sure. struggle, and I have no problem sharing that. In the moment, it feels like I'm the weakest human being in the world, mm-hmm. and I don't want anyone to know that. You yeah. know, it's just this shameful, embarrassing thing, and and that's what leads to the isol the desire to isolate. Yes, sure, yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's all very spiraling, right? Just sure, the isolation, the the judgment, the uh, shame. Yeah, you know, these are just all buzzwords for sure. You know, and as I'm, as we're thinking about this and community and isolate, how does that, uh, for you, how does that a- affect you spiritually? How do you, you know, how does your view of God or view of, mm. you know, your spiritual life or yeah. your desire to have, you know, mm. communion, yeah. if I may say so, you know, not in yeah. a literal sense, but in a, you know, spiritual sense, yeah. how does, how is that affected? So... It's tested, right? Mm. Like my, my faith is tested. 
Absolutely, because essentially I'm saying, I'm about to drown. I need your help, you know? Mm. Like, those are a lot of prayers like that, you know, just... Hmm. I'm really close to the edge and I really need you to hold me, you know, mm-hmm. not let me slip, that kind of thing. But very often, by often, I mean, you know, maybe once a year or whatever, mm-hmm. minimum, I do slip. And mm-hmm. so it's like, why did you let that? There's no good in that hole. Mm-hmm. Why do you let me go in it? Sure. Because I know he had, I, my faith says, mm-hmm. knows that he can do anything. Gotcha. So I know you can keep me out, which mm. means I also know you didn't. Mm, right? Sure. sure. Um, and so there's a lot of wrestling with that. And again, <laughs> I've transitioned over the years to not fight that fight, but just let it be what it is. Like, mm. well, I don't agree with you, but <laughs> yes. I'm also not going to argue. Yeah. I'm just going to wait. Right. Mm. And so that's a big aspect of how I, fight it in the moment now is wait. Um, I do think back to the community thing. I I think I could short circuit it and do mm. by reaching out. Um, but it's just so darn hard to do it, mm. you know, and mm-hmm. ah, it's just frustrating how it's silly to me looking back at the situations, how hard it is in the moment. I mean, I'm, I know what it feels like. It's mm-hmm. just like, you, it's like not an option. Yeah. Which is silly. That, what happens is I'll do a inventory of mm-hmm. my friends. Well, that person's dealing with that. They can't, they, they don't have time mm-hmm. or they, you know, I know they're struggling. I don't want to throw my They got enough of their own stuff. Right. Yeah. Well, that person, that person's busy. Like they got this going on. <laughs> da, da, da. And, then, and then this person, I know if I do this, it'll turn into this question, this conversation, they're going to get it all wrong. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm going to have to answer questions about stuff that's not relevant, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'll just go through the list, right? Um, or this person, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, so you just kind of do that. Sure. Or, like, Megan, for instance, she's my wife and she's my favorite accountability partner. Sure. But when it comes to this, it feels so excusey hmm. that I don't want to share it with her because I feel like it sounds like I'm making excuses for my behavior. When often I am, like, am trying to explain this is why hmm. I responded that way. This is why I'm not like doing the things that I normally would do in this situation. But hmm. it, again, it's as I hear it come out of my mouth, it makes me almost like feel gross about it Mm. like excuses like um and not that i don't think megan's thinking that necessarily i just Mm -hmm. think that's how i think she'll think and also how i think as i hear that's how it sounds to you yes sure and therefore you think that she's yeah hears it the same way yeah and so you know like i said you just go down the list of all the people that you're close to and come Mm. up with all the reasons why they're not the person to share this with this time Mm. you know what i mean yeah and it ends up it's everybody yeah (laughs) yeah no i can't share with anyone yeah because everyone has a reason why it wouldn't yeah and that's why the accountability thing is so important because well these people have to be here Mm -hmm. and i have to share the truth about my situation so Mm -hmm. you know you just happen to be the faces that are going to hear it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, no doubt. and, uh, yeah, that, so that's a very good thing for me. Sure. To have that, but yeah. yeah. And, 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 uh, that helps you avoid that unintended, if I may say so, isolation. Yeah. That comes yeah. along with it, with depression where you're concerned. Yeah. yeah. And that's, and we already said this, but it's, you just really want to isolate and want to, I mean, mm-hmm. I know we already said that, but it's just so profoundly true. Like you really want mm-hmm. to cancel this and, and postpone that. Mm-hmm. And it's not that, yeah, it's just easier not to do the things, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah. And there is certainly, that's definitely one of the symptoms, right? Is mm-hmm. this desire to, not do things, you know, mm-hmm. sleep in, whatever. And it's, I really think it just has so much to do with how much energy it takes to do anything, mm-hmm. you know? If I may, uh, speaking of the energy, um, is there a part of that intermittent for you 
that might come like after like extremely hectic or extremely busy times as well as I, as I'm yeah. go ahead. I'm, as I'm, I'm, I guess I'm just thinking about it in a context of energy mm-hmm. and realizing sometimes I think there is a, you know, when we come out of an extremely busy season, yeah. you know, we can kind mm-hmm. of recognize, you know, it's I, I, depression is different than like fatigue but yeah, I think, you know, depending on how much energy I have, that can also happen. Can you speak to that as far as you're concerned? Or is that yeah, something you see or have noticed or I, not even relevant? I think for me, the biggest struggle w- with it is that there isn't a prescriptive thing to look mm. at to say, mm. when this happens, that happens. Sure. And there's that's why there's... There's so many times where I just dip into depression and part Mm. of the spiral is, but there's no reason this didn't happen. Mm. That didn't happen. You know, some of the things that maybe I've identified, right? Yeah. Um, Because I do think there are some triggers, but I've also recognized Mm. that I don't get depressed every time that trigger happens. And sometimes you get depressed and that trigger didn't happen. So is it a trigger? I don't know. You know <laughs> I hear you. That's kind of... Yeah. So I'm just, I, I do think it's good to be aware of the things that can be triggering. Of course. And I think for me, being mindful of those situations and, again, being proactive and, you know, co- confessing those things in prayer with mm-hmm. accountability and saying like, hey, this particular thing's happening. You know, let's, say, let's use the busy example. Really busy and about to be, mm-hmm. you know, wrap up all these busy things. And that can be a trigger for me. So if you just... Pray for me. That'd be great. You know, that kind of, I think that's very important. Sure. Um, for me, I think that can be a trigger where there's essentially a lot of responsibilities and they kind of all end similar time. Mm-hmm. And a bit, uh, one thing I know is a trigger for me is validation or mm-hmm. lack thereof. And like, that's just such an annoying fact to me. <laughs> <laughs> if you will, that that pleasing people yes, type approval, dynamic. needing approval, yeah. yeah. Um, especially like if you give something your all and you're looking for maybe you know, I I would say at this point in my life I'm not looking for approval. I'm not. I don't set out to do things mm. for approval, but I still expect it, right? Mm, like sure, that's part of my uh, people pleasing nature is like looking around for that validation if you you know you give your all in the validation isn't what you wanted that can be Mm -hmm. very triggering very Mm -hmm. triggering and um and again it just feeds that spiral of you're so immature and you're so Mm -hmm. needy and just whatever you know you yeah attack yourself for all the reasons but um that certainly can be a thing this uh a recent episode uh, I also was wondering if it's lack of water consumption. I remember you sharing. Yeah. Yes. Like I had a headache all day mm. fighting that along with just this, you know, just mm-hmm. depressive day and realize at the end of the day, you know, I got a headache. Maybe mm. I, should, I haven't really had much to drink and it kind of feels like I need to drink. So I drank a ton of water. My mm-hmm. headache went away. The next day I was back square one, you know, perfectly fine. Didn't feel depressed. And I'm like, interesting you know because mm-hmm. i definitely i mean some of the recent episodes we've done we've talked a lot about physiological sure things in our body that can trigger mm-hmm. you know uh mental things too as well so that i'm like you know that's definitely a thing that could be a thing sure i should probably think about that next time you know drink a bunch of water just why not right like, no harm in it. There's no, no harm, harm. In it. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly so yeah in terms of triggers it's it can be definitely be validation it can also just be Outlook mm. is dim, mm-hmm. e.g. fall, <laughs> right? Sure. Literally dim in that it's dark or gray and, yep. you know, too many gray days in a row. The outlook feels dim. It mm. just really impacts me, those gray days. And it's, again, you look at it and go, how immature are you? Like, just come mm. on, man. That's not mm. a big deal. Like, life's the same on a gray day as it's in a sunny day. Mm-hmm. And yet my brain doesn't get it, you know? So, yeah. you know, yeah, so that's, that can be a trigger as well. But again, none of those things are guarantees. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of those things are almost always take me to the edge of the river. Like, yeah. you know, so that's why, you know, 
I've identified them as triggers is like they they are the most common things to bring me to where I can hear the river or see mm-hmm. the river wade in the river you know does that make sense yeah and I'm I'm even thinking you know as we talk about the the, the physiology of it to a certain degree I'm I'm curious from your perspective um, how physical activity or exercise, if you will, ties into that. I'm just curious from that dynamic of, you know, as we talk about Frisbee and, you know, an ultimate, that kind of thing, you know, is that, is, is the amount of physical activity you have in a season helpful? Because I realize, you know, as we come into winter, you know, sometimes we're not doing as much. Mm -hmm. You follow me? We're Mm -hmm. we're not, we're in the summer, you know, at the beginning of summer, sometimes, you know, we are getting out, we're going for bike rides, we're yeah. going for walks with the family, we're, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, as the days get colder, and as you know, they get shorter, and you know, our work day remains pretty much the same, you know, we get those constraints on both ends of the work day. Yeah. And unless, you know, you're in a lighted facility or something like a park or whatever, you know, yeah, you're just not doing as much. You, you're just not doing as much. Is that is that? And I and here again, I respect the fact that yours is intermittent. But do you see a connection for you from on the uh, the physical activity side of it? <laughs> I would say I have not drawn the connection there, but I think it would be foolish to say they're not connected in any way. And I think mm. I do think it's important to. Um, uh, in so many people who struggle with depression and who don't mm-hmm. <laughs> say that's an important part of, you know, having a he- healthy mental state. Mm. And I agree with that completely, but, uh, I have not found that like the co- a direct, sure. Perfectly connect- yeah. Like uh, to where it's like, if I don't work out, I definitely see it mm-hmm. play out that way. And if I do, I definitely see it play out that way because um, and I think that ties into just my distaste for ex- exercise, like exercise for exercise sake. Sure. No, I hear you. I think I struggle more with just having to do it than the benefits <laughs> mentally. I don't know. But like Frisbee, you know, we play that twice a week and I'm in mm-hmm. as good a shape as I've been in in years just mm-hmm. from running a lot mm-hmm. for two days a week. And um, I still get depressed. So, mm-hmm. no, I <laughs> yeah. See. yeah. yeah. I was just yeah. curious based on that, you know, yeah. if you had noticed it or if you would say it has had an impact. I'm not saying that you don't get depressed yeah. anymore, but is it a matter of becoming at times less often or shorter well, s- segments? The problem is mm-hmm. exercise for someone like me. Mm-hmm. It comes with a whole bunch of mental baggage, whether I'm exercising in something like F3 or playing Frisbee. And so it's not like I just get the free benefits of the exercise. I'm also dealing with mental stuff when I exercise. Help me understand that. So F3, I'm dealing with, why can't I do as many push-ups as I did yesterday? Mm. Like, that's a very common thing that I'm just having to, like, get over. Like, it's fine. You don't have to be as good as you were yesterday. Comparison. Or, yeah. Or saying... I beat what I did yesterday. You know, mm-hmm. that's just like this mental thing that I think, honestly, I think a lot of people enjoy. Like, that's part of what makes exercise enjoyable for some people, I think, is mm-hmm. kind of that. But for me, it's just this, I don't know, mental battle. Uh, or looking at the person, yeah, comparison next to me going, well, they're doing that many. I mm-hmm. guess I have to. And then doing it and then going, yeah, I shouldn't do that. I can't. Yeah. I'm not that good as them. And then that mm-hmm. comparison, oh, yeah, I'm not that good, right? Like, I'm not sure. as good as that person. And, and then going, well, should I be? And like, well, how old are they? How many kids do they have? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what I mean. My mental baggage is like, I'm, a lot of that stuff's going through my head with just stupid exercise stuff. Like it's, mm. and I'm battling it from a maturity standpoint going, stop it, get back to the exercise. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I have this yeah. mature version can. of me in my head saying, hey, you get back to work. And then I do. And it's, it's, you know, it's, so it's, it's not like exercising doesn't make me depressed that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying no. um depression kind of enhances whatever emotions you're dealing with mm. right mm-hmm. so if yes. i'm struggling with depression and dealing with these kind of comparison things i mean sure. they'll be enhanced you know it's a lens you're looking yeah. through and then with frisbee mm-hmm. you know the validation comes into play like how good did i do and did people mm-hmm. see that catch and i've talked about that in the past too like where 
sometimes it becomes too important those mm. those competitive sports because it's like that becomes my source of fulfillment in mm -hmm. a sense of like yeah see i still got it or whatever it is and mm. ugh, yeah i don't <laughs> want that you know what i mean but yeah it's part of it mm. and there's there's two sides to it because a good day where you run hard you make some catches you, you know mm -hmm. you, you you play tough right it's good on the psyche and it makes you feel accomplished in a sense mm -hmm. and there's there's that aspect to exercise and sports that i think is healthy like that physical building up sure so to speak um but then the vice you know the inverse happens where maybe you're slightly injured because you know i'm old mm -hmm. and i get injured and can't quite perform to the same level and i drop that frisbee tonight you know whatever and it's mm -hmm. like it can be a thing that I'm just have to walk off at the end of the night and say, oh, it's just frisbee and get mm -hmm. back to a normal life. But does that make sense? So, yeah. so, so then you add depression on top of either of those emotions, whatever, and it can enhance those in an unhealthy degree. Sure. So that's why I would say I have necessarily noticed a correlation between it directly benefiting mm -hmm. my mental health or not. It's more like it's just, if if I could remove all the mental stuff from exercise i think to me it'd be a no-brainer sure because i definitely think the healthy side of things helps like sure drinking water whatever eating healthy all those things i know help sure eating healthy uh, i think is probably uh something i could more directly point to like if i'm eating mm. better i tend to feel better mentally um and it doesn't quite come with the same amount of baggage <laughs> you know mm. uh so yeah, a long answer to here. No, it's okay. That's a, how when you say eating better, how I mean, help me understand that. I know we've okay. had Mary Beth in here, you know, and yeah. demonstrated, you know, how yeah, eating helps our body heal. But for you personally, and what Mary is, Ellen too? Mary Ellen too, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, before I move on from exercise, I think there are probably many people who struggle with depression where exercise is the main tool that would work for them. So I don't want to mm. disparage that as being. Something to try, because I do think anything that is a healthy endeavor could be a very healthy tool for sure. dealing with depression, because not everyone's the same kind of personality, and that's just my particular take on it. No, I hear you. Uh, as far as eating... The more tools we have in our box, yeah. the better off we are. Yeah. Yes, I hear you in, yep. in, in yep. combating it. It's not that there's always going to be one specific tool yep. that makes it go away, but sometimes yep. there's a complexity. Yeah. Yeah. In that. Yeah. As far as eating healthy, I just mean, um, you know, fruits and vegetables. Whole foods. You know, whole foods, yeah, but also not, uh, like, throughout the week, like, I'll eat lunch at home instead of going out to eat, like, you know, and able to make some healthy choices. Mm. Yeah, I, th I think for me, what constitutes healthy is just, I know certain things when, you know, as I eat them, I'll feel you know, fueled mm. and certain things, I'll eat them and I'll feel like I need to take a nap. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. And so anything that makes, anything that I eat makes me feel like I need to take a nap, I know isn't contributing towards my mental health. Sure. And uh, so that's, yeah. So a lot of times if I eat lunch out and get a big burger or something like that, you know, sure. it makes me want to take a nap. And I know that's not contributing in the best ways, but often the social aspect of eating out with somebody yeah, is more than makes up for that. But I'm just right. saying... I definitely notice, but you and, and I think that's a that's an important part for anyone is to be aware of the little things that we can do. Yeah, it's true. You know, yeah, going out is good is from from a relationship standpoint and social interaction versus isolation, mm -hmm. and yet at the same time, the the food that I choose mm -hmm. is also going to be an important part of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Any other any other connectors that you've noticed for you that mm -hmm. you can say, yeah, this definitely impacts. We've kind of you know talked about the you know the exercise dynamic, the mm -hmm. you know the the food dynamic. What else is there any as are are there any other tools that you recognize are helpful? Yeah, well, music I mentioned a little mm -hmm. bit, but music mm -hmm. is. Uh... It can go both directions. I mean, I think, mm -hmm. think kind of like what I was saying about exercise, depression can enhance whatever, mm. you know, basically enhance anything you're doing, right? So Sure. Um, but um, 
yeah, so certain music will just be add to the depression of like, mm. yeah, life is sad and hard, you know what I mean? Sure. Um, but sometimes, I don't know, like there, there are, there's been many times where it's, like I said, been a song that stood out for some reason right? that grabs me. And, um, yeah, so I, I would definitely say music, like listening mm. to encouraging music. And you have to be careful with that because, I mean, like. Eli Dummer joked about some music, mm. if it's too happy, it will just make you angry. Mm. And I definitely, <laughs> definitely can relate to that. Where, like, happy, peppy, faith-filled Christian music, you know, like K-Love kind of music, just really grates on me when I'm struggling. Uh -huh. And I need something a little more ground level, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and... Grassroots, kind of fundamental, yeah, foundational yeah. type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But sometimes it can be a lyric from one of those songs, too. Like, it's, and I'm not saying those, again, this is not prescriptive for anybody because for them, I hear a lot of people listen to it because it's encouraging to them and mm -hmm. it could be the thing that keeps them out of depression. I'm not saying mm -hmm. that's, uh, I'm just saying for me personally. Um, so it's often songs like, so Need to Breathe is one of those bands that I love, mm -hmm. and he, I I think he's said it, but if he hasn't said it, it's definitely, I feel like, painted all over in his albums that he struggles with depression. Mm -hmm. And he often comes back to God, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, a lot of those songs will really just grab me in a, in a different way. Sure. You know what I mean? I do. And, I guess make me feel a love from God. A lot mm. of those songs will. Because it's the same thing of like, I think you can heal me and just pull me out of it. But I also know this song's hitting that way because that's what, that's mm. the song you put in front of me today. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, so there's this balance of like, well, I wish that your love represented me not going down that thing, but I'm so thankful your love represents giving me this mm. and the way out. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. And I think it's interesting too, that you, you know, I would dare say you would feel a connection with need to breathe, mm -hmm. you know, based on what you, you know, perceive or know of from their lyrics, their songs, and, you know, recognizing that someone else has deals with depression as well yeah. versus some you know, writer on K-Love that's just kind of singing the same song and you may not know their story. Mm -hmm. and right. So therefore, yep. Yep. what do they know yep. in that part yep. of it? You know, but yep. I think it is helpful when someone else mm. is able to speak from yes. that, yes. from the river, if yes. you will, and say, yeah, I know what it's like to lose my footing yep. and, and, and tumble and roll. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. You that's the music that I long for, right? Yeah, that, the music from the river. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's so good. A, that's gonna be your next album, yeah, yeah. you know, it's from the river. From the river with that's Justin. Good, yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, and even the, like the Caleb thing, like there's gonna be some people on there singing songs that they wrote from their masked place, right? Like mm. they had their mask, and maybe they're just like me, but their song sounds like what they wish they were, and I wish it's like sure. Yeah, you know, so I'm, and no. like you said, you don't know people's story, and and it's not a judgment of that music. It's just like how I respond to it. And, yeah, yeah, and it's and it's. I think it's fair to say from a musical standpoint, there are people who are singing other people's songs. Yeah, you know, oh, I mean, because not everybody writes their own stuff, so of course that's going to have a little different feel. Yeah, you know, based on that that relationship and that kind of thing. So yeah, anything else? Anything else from you, oh. therapist Mark? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was that was plenty for me. <laughs> well, no, that's okay. And I'm um, I recognize that through this we desire to be a source of hope. Yeah, and I want to recognize that you know in depression we can tend to make choices that lead to isolation. Mm -hmm. that lead to the thing, you know, that, that we know isn't necessarily beneficial. 
And yet, you know, being able to recognize, okay, sometimes I have the ability to make that one choice and I can choose that. And for me that, you know, that's the tool to be able to say, okay, in this, in this depressive, overwhelming, out of control dynamic, you know, when, what choices do I have? Mm -hmm. And being able to start there, you know, whether it is food, whether it is exercise, whether it's, you know, just being able to, you know, go outside in the middle of the day and look up at the sun, you know, or that kind of thing mm -hmm. to be able to recognize the choices that I do have, I need to be mindful of them. And, you know, because I, I believe it is multifaceted. It's it's not like there is one thing. And, you know, and we in, in this, we haven't even, you know, discussed medication or anything mm -hmm. like that, you know. But I also think there there are I see it as very similar in some ways to trauma in the sense that no one thing, EMDR, yoga, you know, all these different tools, you know, not one thing works for everyone who experiences what they experience. And I think that's that's where I, I can appreciate that. And I think in some ways for me, um, it is about building on what I know, building on what I've learned through this process. As you shared, you know, it's like, yeah, I've been in this water before. And I'm always thankful for the times when God pulls me out, you know. And so even being able to have that going forward, I think is helpful mm -hmm. in that process of, okay, there's going to be an end to this. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure when. Mm -hmm. I don't know how long I'm going to be here. But there's going to be an end. Mm -hmm. And I respect the fact for some people, they lose sight of that. And unfortunately, you know, they may end their own lives just because they see there is no end. Mm -hmm. And those, you know, of course, those are the people that I feel for the most, mm -hmm. you know, and I guess that's where, you know, that's part of what helps me take my job very seriously, you know, because I realize people are that close some days. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yes, my desire is to be able to offer what hope I can as kind of seeds planted. Hmm. And so, like you say, that's, that's where I would come back to is being able to say, okay, what have I learned in this process and how do I hold on to that and, and use it at this time? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I think, like you said, my, my primary thing I would like to just share is that there is hope. Yes. Even when it feels like there isn't, because mm -hmm. there is times where you will feel like there isn't. Sure. That's not the truth. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so sometimes understanding that your brain's just lying to you and there is hope, but mm -hmm. it just doesn't feel like it is a tool. You know? Yes. Yeah. It's that yeah. one step. It's that one choice that I have. Yeah. And in the moment, it feels like an eternity. Mm. And it also feels like the last episode was yesterday and the next episode sure. is tomorrow. It feels like there is no space between the episodes. Yeah. And that's also not true. And then what the next day after an episode, I'm like, who was that person? Mm. Because this is who I am. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like, yeah. So I think just recognizing those moments come, they go, you're not alone. Mm. There is hope. There are tools, mm -hmm. you know, but at the same time, this is a very real thing that very many people struggle with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing, Justin. Yeah. Appreciate you sharing out of your hope and the importance of community and avoiding isolation and those kinds of things. Thank you for sharing from a, a empathetic mm. therapist perspective. Gotcha. You don't get a lot of empathy. Well, I shouldn't say that, but it's hard. No. So I yeah. appreciate it. Happy to do it. This is how we see it. Hey, thank you for listening to our podcast. If you like how I see it, please do all the things that podcasts tell you to do. Subscribe, 
rate, review, follow us, uh, and or talk nicely about us on social media. If you want to reach out, the email is us at howiseeit.click. Yep, I said dot click, as in dot C-L-I-C-K. Please tell your friends about this show, and we'll see you on the next one.